0: Ah, welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we assist people in exploding into their lives with full impact mindfulness. All you need is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. That's the price of admission. Welcome aboard, my friends. Let the adventure begin. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today I'm joined by my good friend, producer, and co-host of this program, Mr. Mike, I understand you had quite an eventful weekend. Yeah, so uh,
1: it, it it was. It was, as I've been talking you're off uh, here before. Uh, but, yeah, it is exciting. I got to uh, go to Chicago and do something I really love to do that I haven't been able to for months. And uh, and, and it's feeling really good. And uh, we talked about a little bit of kind of uh positive affirmation, I think, a little bit. And uh, I got a little bit of it, and I don't um, hear that as much from these kinds of projects, at least in the way that this, this happened. Okay. It's it's interesting. I just I got a good vibe. I got a really good vibe and a really good kind of a uh, uh, natural high from everything. I guess. Well, it
0: sounds like Mike that uh, you got a mood boost that um, I don't think any molecule could provide.
1: Mm mm. Certainly not. Certainly not. And. Uh, uh, uh it, it, it's and it, as i kind of expected when things like this might have started again um with the drought of things happening in covid-19 um i i figured it would hit me hard i any of us is going to hit hard when it's like hey we get to go back to the thing we want to do you know that that makes us feel good again you know that we haven't been allowed to do for so many months okay
0: well And again, this is kind of encapsulates the zeitgeist, the mood of this era when you're talking about, I can't do the things that I want to do. I have nothing to look forward to. I have some cognitive dulling. I just just don't feel – I feel stuck and I feel sluggish. So what you're saying is – Doing something that you wanted to do and receiving some validation for it is a real boost. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that's a nice recipe and a nice prescription that we could give to all of our friends out there. However, tonight, Mike, we're going to talk a little straight talk. Mm-hmm. So. In uh, in my practice, namaste, holistic counseling, I'm known as the person who, if you want to get well, then let's do it. Okay. I usually don't cut through like uh, do a lot of therapists, psycho babble, and help people come through side doors. So generally, I'll ask people, do you have any 3 a.m. friends? Mike, you know what a 3 a.m. friend is?
1: Oh, is that the one that always has a problem at 3 a.m. that needs a
0: talk? A 3 a.m. friend is when. Your friend calls you at 3 a.m. and they're broken down along the side of the road and you go, you just jump right out of bed and you go get them. That's a 3 a.m. friend. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been the jump out of the bed person. Okay, then you're a 3 a.m. friend. Everybody, I hope, out there has 3 a.m. friends and if you don't, please find one or be one. All right, so generally, I ask people, I'll say, okay, in judging any relationship, whether romantic or friendship, Does that person listen to you? Does that person understand you? Does that person respect you? Does that person treat you as an equal? Does that person give you the benefit of the doubt and the freedom to decide? I consider those a human bill of rights. I consider that checking the boxes on whether that person is going to be in your company. You know, Mike, so many people... Uh, that I run into, simply because someone shows interest in them, they feel that they should have interest in that other person. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So the, they feel trapped that they, they they kind of need to reciprocate is what we're saying? They feel trapped, mm-hmm.
0: okay? So, and again, we go back to our primary premise when we look at situations. Our job and our responsibility is to do no intentional harm to anyone or anything. Right. However... However, that doesn't obligate us to carry somebody's emotions, thoughts or feelings with us, does mm-hmm.
1: it? No it doesn't, no it doesn't. And, and that seems to happen um uh sometimes when you find yourself in a situation where uh, a little bit of overshares. I I think I I can be accused of this sometimes myself. Um, I I probably done it to you. (laughs) So, uh, but no, yeah, like the, the, like, Hey, how are you doing? Well, let me tell you how I'm doing and how everything's going, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but to somebody that maybe isn't, uh, in the 3am friend category, yeah, it gets a little bit awkward.
0: Oversharing is a human quality. Mm -hmm. So, and again, we keep going back to things we've reviewed in the past. And however, the deal about this, all these things are wonderful. However, they're worthless unless you incorporate them in your life. Mm. So we go through the Buddhist three gates. Is it true? Is it kind? And I think most telling, Mike, is it necessary? I, I love it because I know this
1: This is – those words are something that I've been hearing a lot from you over the last couple of months of this show. And that's just so big right now because so many people – um in a time when we need to be taking care of each
0: each other, um, um, aren't aren't considering those things? Sure. So we all have a commonality. We all have an obligation to have a moral compass, mm-hmm. know the difference between right and wrong, treat people with courtesy and respect, be dependable and be honest. I'm not too sure. We could find anybody who would disagree with that, although more than likely we would. Uh, So it's not us against them. It's us. Mm -hmm. It's us. So, and again, coming back to some straight talk, we're under no obligation to really deal with anybody. And unfortunately, many people deal with, and continue to deal with unpleasant people in situations out of guilt and shame and a feeling of obligation. All right? So, and again, where I'm going to with this, and maybe we'll get some blowback on this, however, when somebody tells me about a parent, a mother, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, and they tell me what a pain in the rump this person is, everybody has that uncle or aunt, I would think okay, that you just dread going to see them, however out of obligation you do. I I fail to understand how an accident of birth makes you responsible to want to see somebody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that uncle or that aunt or that mother or that father in their life. And one question I ask them, Mike, is, If that person were not genetically linked to you through an accident of birth, would that person be on your Christmas card list? Would you go bowling with them? Mm -hmm. Would you have wanted to travel to Chicago with them this weekend? (laughs) Would you have liked to spend all that time in the car? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then give me a reason, give me a reason why you feel obligated or through guilt and shame to still attend to that person.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a song, there's a song that I I used to listen to that talked about you know, uh, you know who your real family was. It's the ones. It basically talked about the three a.m. friends and 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 how that's thicker than than family sometimes.
0: Well, sure. What a generally when I do an initial eval. With someone, I'll ask them about the 3 a.m. friends and I'll ask them. And I'd like everybody out there also to mull over this question in their own mind. Who in your life do you trust so much that if they said fall, you'd fall without hesitation? Or if everything were taken away from you, your health, your money, your position, your shoes, who would be with you at the end? Who would never leave you? Right. And if you have one or two of those people in your life, consider yourself extremely fortunate. And now I'll go another step further. And if you haven't told that person exactly that, shame on you. Mm-hmm. How many times do? Oh, well, they know how I feel. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of uh, how I talked about the uh, uh, affirmation that that you know I may have experienced a little bit this weekend. Like, you need to remember to uh,
0: deliver that on the people that, like, they need to hear that. So they not only told you you did a good job, they told you how you did a good job. Mm -hmm. It's like when we've talked about this before, someone prepares a holiday feast, works on it, slaves over it, makes everything as perfect as they can. Everyone sits down at the table, and in 20 minutes it's gone. And the cook comes out and says, how was it? And everybody says, it was good. And then they go in the other room and watch football. (laughs) Okay. So what we're talking about is adding meaning to life. And that doesn't mean going hang gliding or zip gliding, climbing Mount Everest, rock climbing, rock diving, those type of things. What it means is having those moments in life that are special when you connect with another human being. I've never – you can connect with cliff diving, okay? I mean, you're going to connect with the water. Uh, (laughs) However, it's that human connection about people whom you appreciate, trust, and love. Love is such an overused term. I love you, okay? Do you ever – I'm sure you love your mother. We talked about her earlier. Do you ever sit down with your mother and say, Mom, I love you because? Do you ever give bullet points behind that? I can't say
1: that I do. You know what? I do do, Mom, I love when you do this. Yeah, that, that I do do. Cause, okay. Uh, I don't think you've met my mother, but she is a bit of a character. Okay. And she's got some, uh, I don't know, we all have the fun tics, you know, uh, as you go. And there's this kind of the uh, eye roll Mom, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you know, kind of thing. And and and
0: that's that's where I think that comes out for us. Okay. So for everyone out there, it's your responsibility to do no intentional harm and however, not to carry the burdens of others with you unfairly. However, it's also your responsibility to connect on an empathetic level with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Not to not to Tell them you're sorry because, as in a 12-step world, uh, when I tell patients at initial evals that I'm not going to give them any sympathy, some of them kind of step back and say, whoa, what? Uh, Because then I tell them that giving someone sympathy is participating in their misery. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not what you're here for. That's not what we're here for, and it's also in the 12-step world. We call it co-signing BS. However, what I do tell people is that I'll give them all the encouragement and support that I have Mm -hmm. and to empathize with them. And one of the most disrespectful comments a human being can make to another, in my estimation, is telling another person, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. Mike, that's impossible. Okay? So I can't stick a thermometer in your mouth, Mike, and say Mike has happiness of (laughs) 8.4. Or Mike has grief of 9.3. And if you ask for a scale of 1 to
1: 10, everybody's 8 is different. What that means to them. Everything's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's how it feels for you. We... Literally see a different world than the person beside us is one thing I think about sometimes. Well,
0: quite often what I'll tell people is, is sometimes our translator doesn't work the same as others. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons, Mike, why eyewitness accounts are so unreliable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you speak Russian? Uh No. Neither can I. Uh, nine? No, wait,
1: that's German. That's, <laughs> I'm not doing that right <laughs> now. That so
0: if you and I wanted to go see, let's say, this science fiction writer or director or whatever, things that we both uh, would appreciate, uh, and it's a large, large, large audience, and there's a number of different translators, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm only assuming that my translator is tr- – giving the context and clarity and the meaning of that person, and you're assuming the same thing. Mm-hmm. All translators view th- things differently. You're, mm-hmm.
1: you're going to get their personal slant of interpretation. There's some nuances
0: yeah. that they throw their own uh, particular point of view on. So, But I'm assuming that I heard exactly the same thing as you. Mm. And when we get together afterwards and share our stories, we find that it's not so not so true. I mean, very very. Have you ever watched an overdubbed
1: show, uh, you know, in a di- from a different language than its original, and you just wonder if, like, did they read that in the same effect as the original? <laughs> I don't
0: know about this one. You know, well, that's the main reason that when there's a particular happening or a scene. The policemen, the detectives will separate the witnesses Mm -hmm, immediately mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they won't be able to connect their stories and come up with something coherent. That Mm -hmm. because no one wants to be different from other people. Yeah. Okay. So, and then our minds begin to guess and say, what did I see? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because remember, we have memories and. But there's sometimes there often there's very little connection between the memories, and our mind generates events to connect them. And sometimes, depending on that's where uh, doesn't that also
1: lean into the uh, gaslighting uh, situation? Well, somebody tells you you're not feeling the right the same thing or how things went, and you start second guessing.
0: Well. In fact, I was speaking to someone about that today. That happens particularly to people in relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, either a young lady or a young man is gaslighted by an individual who, who makes them feel that they're less than mm-hmm. and that they should be with that person. And they're really not fit company for anybody else mm-hmm. other than them. Mm-hmm. And they're actually doing them a favor by being with them. They're prone to, they're prone to isolate people. Uh, the the gaslighting's been going on for a long time. But again, here we come up with this buzzword. Mm-hmm. And everything is repackaged, buzzwords. So what I'd like everyone to do is really to step back and take a look at their life. As the Dalai Lama said, question everything. Question everything. As human beings, were generally influenced by the last thing that we see, or the last person that we talk to, or the last thing that we read. Okay? So we have to understand that we wanna have that beginner's mind. We wanna question everything and to take a non judgmental stance and be the observer, be the observer behind the thinker. Okay, so I'm asking everyone out there to use their brains, take a scientific, use your scientific clinical brain to gather the data, shifts and sort the facts and make a logical clinical decision based on a situation. Then I'd like everyone to take their heart and see what their emotion, wrap their emotions around this particular situation and then get that perception of your heart and then Ask what is my gut feeling? What is my intuitive first feel about this situation? And my friends, whenever your head, your heart, and your gut align, you'll know your path. You'll know your path so at the end of every podcast we offer a free prescription fruits nuts and vegetables unplug your television and for a truly mindful experience we suggest that you fish without bait do a kindness for yourself do a kindness for another till all are free none are free namaste
1: please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show